Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Welcome back, listeners, for another great episode of Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your co-host, Mike Points with Central Coast Lending, and I am here with my esteemed colleague, Mr. Matt Hollander. Matt, how you doing, baby? I am doing okay, Mr. Mike. How are you, sir? Another day in paradise up here in Central Coast of California. I am. Uh, I saw this last weekend that you took a trip. You went to Utah. I, I braved the airport, mask in hand, or on face, I guess I should say, uh, hand sanitizer in the hand, ready to go, <laughs> and ventured out a little bit to Utah to, to hop on a racetrack out there that I hadn't driven before and just tried to get out of the house a little bit. Yeah. So Good. We're, so, uh, we're seeing different types of, of uh, counties here in California be in different phases. We've got uh, our county is starting phase three this week, which means that actual gyms and salons, so very, very close contact with people is starting to happen here in the, on, in San Luis Obispo County. Yeah, that'll be nice. Be able to uh, maybe go out and catch a, are they going to allow baseball games or anything like that? Or is that still kind of off the table? I know I was seeing sporting events, Newsom was saying might happen, but there, have you heard anything on that? No, nothing here. Okay. I've seen a couple when I walk my dogs. I've seen a couple of uh, like maybe four or five kids practicing baseball, but it wasn't a full on team practice. Got I it. think I think they're going to shelf that for the whole year, but who knows? Well, it'll be interesting to see. I've seen some positive things though last week with regards to the economy. Those who are watching, you know, the macroeconomic news, the unemployment rate actually dropped. And jobless claims were much better, much, much better than were anticipated. Um, Since then, that was Wednesday afternoon. So Thursday, the report actually hit the mass media um, headlines, social media, all that jazz. And the stock market responded well to that. Yeah, I'd loved it for sure. Up a thousand points early Thursday morning. That was June 4th. Um, we're recording this on June 8th, and we'll be posting this tomorrow to all of our listeners. But that little bit of activity is is positive, but we still need to see things like manufactured units going up. You know, we need to be forward thinking. We're still not seeing enough permits being taken out for new construction that we'd want to be seeing. Um, but I will say this, in the real estate market, um, we at our firm are seeing plenty of activity on the purchase side of business. So now that houses are starting to become listed, people are a little bit more comfortable with what the process is going to be through COVID-19 for listing your home and not really having any open houses, more of a scheduled showing. And um, believe it or not, that limited amount of inventory is going very quick, Matt. Yeah, I'm seeing that here over in uh, in Arizona as well. I mean, stuff going on the market and it's gone off the market with probably within 24 to 48 hours. It's pretty pretty remarkable of, you know, how quickly the inventory is just getting eaten up out here. So in 29, in 2009 and 2010, obviously real estate was, you know, the redheaded stepchild of our economy. And now it's more or less the crown jewel. That's the one thing that, I mean, with rates dropping and equities staying where they were and 
aside from people worried about their income, this is maybe one of the best times in the last 20 years to buy a house because the affordability piece, you know, I mean, so much when your rates go from four and an eighth or four and a quarter, like they were in 2019, down to 3.125 or three and a half, if you're taking on a loan that's more uh, a size, more sizable loan with less down, that just gives everyone a lot of confidence to go out and buy if they're really ready to do it. When I mean, you think about the people that are in their 50s and 60s, they don't really need to buy a new home. But the people in our age bracket, Matt, you know, you're in your late 20s. I'm in my late 30s. Those are some big, big life events are happening, right? You've got the kids are now going to high school. They might need their own rooms. Um, or on your end, you might be growing a family. Yep. Um, you know, maybe I, I see most of the activity come from those in their late 30s um, down to, excuse me, late 20s up to late 30s because they're dealing with that move up property. Maybe they originally bought one that, you know, they just needed to get into and now they're buying that move up property. So interesting activity on the side of real estate. I still think we're looking for a late summer, early fall surge with regards to the purchase season. Normally right after Memorial Day, it's like white hot. People are, the kids are out of school. Whereas I feel like everyone's kind of seeing what's going to happen um, with, with these um, COVID viruses through late summer and early fall. And I think we'll see a late burst then. I will tell you though, just in kind of wrapping up this segment of the show, um, the unemployment rate or report from last week was very positive. And it has a depth, like right away, the stock market went up and the bond market went down. So we saw some people thinking more like, hey, this could be, if you look back to our show from four week, four episodes ago, you know, the shape of the recovery, this could be more of a V or a U than it would be an L. And just for our listeners who haven't checked that out, please go into our um, smartretirementcast.com forward slash episodes. You can check out all of our episodes from season one and season two. And in fact, we're going to rekindle one of those episodes today because we had a listener call in and asked such a great question. Uh, Matt, this was more directed to you, but she talked mainly about, um, you know, she's getting ready to take on social security. Okay. Um, they're prepping for it in 2021. So they're of retirement age now. And she wanted to know what is the benefit to, and why would someone delay social security and, you know, how, how should she be thinking about doing that long-term? Cause most people don't do it for one year and then take it. They try to get it to 70. So Matt, you know, you and I sat down and as we were planning out our shows for, for June, you and I thought that this would be a great concept for today's show on how to structure your retirement where you can delay social security and really make some return on that patience. So uh, her question was essentially listeners, what should I do with um, my liquidity? What sh where should I take the money from if I need the income to, to live? How should I, how would I benefit from delaying social security? So Matt, give us kind of your two cents on that and then let's kick off the show after the break, but give us kind of a preface of what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So, you know, Social Security, there's so many different ways that one can file for it. And if we're dealing with a married couple, there's even some more benefits there. So 
when looking at it, you know, most people know, okay, once I turn 62, I'm eligible for Social Security, right? Does it make sense to take it now? Well, I've worked all these years. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I'm going to take it at 62, right? That's, I think, a lot. I hear that from a lot of people, but I also hear the exact opposite from same people of, all right, maybe we're going to wait until what's called our full retirement age, all right? And our full retirement age is basically your max benefit uh, from when you're working based upon your income credits. So for depending on your age, that's going to change um, based upon what year you were born in. So most people that are going to be trying to get into Social Security now, they're going to be somewhere between like 66 and six months all the way up to 67 years old is going to be your full retirement age. And then we've got our maximum benefit amount. Uh, and that's if we wait until age 70. So it, it's hard to say without a doubt which way is going to be the best way to go for somebody because I don't know what your health is like. I don't know if you've got other assets we can pull from to supplement that income while we're waiting to start claiming Social Security. So I think today, Mike, let's talk about some ways that we could, if we do decide to wait, and we can figure out a way, believe it or not, to create up uh, almost more than uh, $800,000 over their lifetime in Social Security benefits. I mean, it's really going to depend on kind of what their benefit amount is, but definitely on the high side, you know, over $800,000 for a married couple that has a high Social Security benefit amount that they could see, see over their retirement. So I think that's what we'll focus on today, but let's tease that. Let's go into a break real quick. And uh, when we come back, we can get into that a little bit more. Uh, listeners, I do want to throw it out to you. If you're listening to the show today and you're getting into that position where you're thinking about Social Security and you want to know and have a second set of eyes on it, I've got a great Social Security calculator for it. We'll show you uh, A, B, and C scenarios and whether or not it makes sense to delay filing for yourself or not. And we'll give that to you absolutely for free for listening to today's show. Uh, you can call into 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Hit option one. You'll get you right to myself, Matt Hollander. Or you can shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com, and we can get that information over to you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we return, we'll dive into a little bit more of the Social Security topic. Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the market the way it's been, it can be easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my house before the market adjusts to downsize and take advantage of the equity? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants by calling 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license numbers 0L23991 and 01756. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. 
Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. All right, listeners, the moment you've all been waiting for, Mr. Matt Hollander before the break was letting us know that he's going to show us how to make boatloads of cash extra in addition during higher, during retirement with regards to how he helps people manage the Social Security. Um, before I spin the mic over to him, though, I just want you to know that I've sat through retirement workshops with Matt where he goes over these types of um Social Security reports, uh, the one he offered right before the break, I highly recommend you take him up on that. It doesn't commit you to him or him to you. It's just a way to start a good conversation and most likely add to the one you're already having with your spouse or significant other, or if you're by yourself making these decisions, I mean, what a great thing to take advantage of. So you know, please contact Matt and go over that. But for now, let's get into the meat and potatoes, Matt, and talk to us about the benefits of delaying Social Security. Felt like we needed a drum roll while you were gone there, Mike. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, when it comes to Social Security, I think it's important to realize that as a married couple, there's over a couple hundred different ways that that married couple could file for their benefits, right? So rather than trying to take a stab at it in the dark or try to read articles online, realizing that this is something I do on a daily basis, right? You retire once. And I retire people every day. So it's one of those things we want to be careful and make sure we're maximizing the benefit that realistically we've paid into while we're working. So in the scenario that I use today and we're looking at, okay, how do we receive over $800,000 by delaying our Social Security benefits? Well, let's look at it kind of simplistically for the first bit here. And I'll just go over some numbers and how we came up to that. And then what I'd like to do kind of later on in the show, Mike, with your help, is if we are going to delay these benefits, well, how are we going to make up for that income loss? And what ideas do we have there to kind of help supplement that? So the first thing we're looking at, and I hinted at at the beginning of the show, is we're looking at the difference of taking benefits at 62, in this scenario, taking it at age 70. So we're basically waiting eight years to start claiming benefits. There's also spousal benefits and different ways and tricks that you can pull inside of that um, to kind of boost that as well that we can look at when creating a report for you. But if we look at the 2020 numbers for Social Security, our maximum benefit that you can receive from Social Security at age 70 is $3,790, okay? If we look at that number and we also look at what per month, per month, yes, yes. Uh, The maximum benefit per month at age 62 would be $2,265. Okay. So a little more than a $1,500 difference between the two. So where are we going to 
figure out where to create this 2265 for the next eight years. And that's why I think where this show is going to come in and help a lot of you out is, right, this all looks great. And yes, we could make more money if we wait, but how do we make sure we can afford to wait? The other thing that we're looking at is, okay, if I went ahead and took this now and reinvested it into some type of vehicle, could I make more money on my investment than waiting to claim these benefits? All of these things can be done inside of the calculator that I've got available to all of our listeners. We can plug in an investment rate and compare and see what it really looks like. Now, what's happening with Social Security when you wait, uh, excuse me, if you take it early, they're basically penalizing you from what's called your full retirement amount or your FRA. Some people call it a PIA. Uh, which is your primary insurance amount. So I don't want to confuse everyone with acronyms, but basically you've got your early filing at 62. You've got your full retirement age filing, which is going to be somewhere between 66 and six months to 67. And then you've got your maximum benefit amount, which would be at age 70. So if we're taking Social Security before our full retirement age, again, that's 66 and a half to some seven, 67, they're going to hit you with around a 25 to 28% penalty in your benefit amount. And then for every year that we wait after our full retirement uh, amount year, so that's 66 and six months to 67, every year that we wait from there, the Social Security Administration tax on an additional 8% to your benefit. So Mike, I don't know about you, but 8% in today's market's not too shabby, especially when it's guaranteed. It's coming from the government. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well guaranteed. Yeah, yes. Guaranteed. Yes, it, it is coming from the government, guaranteed. I mean, I'm sure some of you listeners out there are like, well, I'm going to take my Social Security benefit now because I don't know that it's going to be around in 10 years. Yeah. Right. 20, the year 2034 is laughing right now because that's when it's estimated to fall off. Correct. So there's some, there's different ways to look at this. But for today's show, because I think, Mike, you and I could probably create a whole nother show of why Social Security may or may not run out. Uh, we're finding that the government likes to print money, especially in these times. So why couldn't they do it again for Social Security? Well, there's a whole nother argument of what it would do to the value of the dollar. And again, that's something for another show. So really what we're looking at here is about a $70,000 a year difference in your income by delaying Social Security. Not too shabby, right, Mike? I mean, that's uh, so you equivalent to most people's pensions, <laughs> if not much, much more. So You're getting to the $70,000 a year by taking uh, the married couple's increase in what they would receive if they took money at 70 versus 62? That's correct. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. So we're taking that spread between the two on a married couple and between the two married individuals, we'd have about a $70,000 a year difference that you could earn in your Social Security benefits just by planning properly. And I don't know how many times you and I have talked about that, Mike, in, in this show of having a plan early on. But when it comes to Social Security and having more than a couple hundred different ways to file, I would think this is probably something we should be sitting around the table and talking about. For sure. Definitely. Or in today's world, not even across the table, just virtually we can do it. So something super simple. The other thing I urge you all to do is if you haven't yet, go onto Social Security's website and create yourself a login and verify that 
your social security earnings are reporting properly into what they have on record for you. I've sat down with a couple of clients before that they'll have zeros in some of their best earning years because something happened when it came to reporting. So make sure that you're keeping an eye on that, making uh, adjustments if necessary uh, to make sure that you're getting your full benefit uh, when it's time to, to turn on social security there. So um, I think the number one thing that I hear, and Mike, I'm sure you hear it too, um, is how do we wait eight years or five years, whatever it may be, to start taking this benefit? And where am I going to receive the money from this? Now, the majority of the people that I sit with, and Mike, maybe you can attest to this, but that are of age that are getting close to Social Security, they might have some equity in their home, right? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, we could run a scenario and see, does it make sense to tap into the equity of the home to fund a few years of their delayment of Social Security? Any thoughts there, Mike? Yeah, I think if you look, if you look at the average household at the age of 60, um, depending on their life choices or, or what they've done, maybe they've taken cash out you know, in their 50s to remodel the place, or maybe they, um, maybe they were the type that decided to move up and have a bigger property that the grandkids could come over to and family could always visit, visit at. Those would be the exceptions, but most of the people in the 60s have owned at least half of their house. Sure. A lot of them I see in that 30% to 50% loan to value range. If you listen to our show last week with Darren Moore from Sunset Mortgage, he talked about, you know, why that loan to value is so important. What it is, is it, it just is, it just makes sense, right? You just stop spending money on certain things and you focus on paying debt the older you get. Um, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. And <laughs> so what I'll do is they, they'll come... Individuals will come to me and say, look, we went through a calculator with Matt and we want to delay our social security for five, six, seven years, but we don't want to work more than two years. So for the next two years, I can keep my income supplemented, but I need a, I have a four year gap, Matt okay. or Mike, where I, where I need to supplement this amount. So what we would do, we would look at what their income, their social security income would be the year they stop working. We would add that monthly income up over the course of the remaining years until 70 when they can max out the return on their social security. And in this example, I'm just going to use four years until they reach 70. So they work till 66. They want, okay. they want to have access to funds while they're 66, 67, 68, and 69. So what we'll do, it's very simple arithmetic. We would see uh, a monthly income. Matt, do you have a calculator open? You probably don't. I don't, but I can. If I was to take the normal income for Social Security at 66 instead of 62, can you derive what that will be? Because earlier you said 62 would be 2,265 a month. Correct. So, and then depending on when their full retirement age would be, so either, uh, let's call them 62 today. So let's call it, uh, 66, eight months. So it'd be about $3,011. Okay. So $3,011. So what I'm going to do for simple math, I'm just going to round that down to 3000 for our listeners. Okay. And that means for, 
That's 36,000 a year they need access to times four years. That's $144,000, okay? When you go and make income, you have to pay taxes on it. When you access your equity, it's just like giving yourself a loan or, or, or reducing your equity. There's no income tax on touching your real estate equity when you take it out as a loan. I just want to make sure I pause for a second. I'm not talking about all equity. I'm just talking about when you borrow equity against your house. Okay. You took equity out of the stock market. Obviously, Matt, if it's a qualified or non-qualified account, you're going to pay tax on it. But what's yep. nice about borrowing or accessing funds that you already own in your real estate is that you don't have to report that to the government. So the, the exact $144,000 you need is all you need to take in a loan and you don't have to take more to offset for taxes. So it's very, very simple. This $144,000 a month uh, access to funds can happen in many different ways. Most common way I suggest to people because the rates are fixed and locked for 30 years is to take cash out in a 30 year mortgage against your home. Uh, you can do a 15 year, but I like 30 year because it's a nice, low, manageable payment. Okay, for every $100,000 you borrow right now, you're going to be spending about 365 to 390 a month for that to have access to that $100,000. Okay. So I'm going to increase your liabilities by about $400 a month, but, but now you can have that $144,000 you need to get you through to the maximum delayed retirement, excuse me, maximum delayed social security age of 70. You'll have $144,000 in the bank and you're going to have that bank account transfer you money every month on the first of the month, like a 10 year check, the amount that you would have been getting from social security. Okay. You're going to bleed that money down until such time that you activate social security. And that's the first and easiest way to do this. The second way you can do it is you can open a home equity line of credit where you don't pay interest on the money until you use it. And you can write yourself a check every month for that $3,000 that you're foregoing, you're delaying with Social Security. And that will allow you to have a smaller balance over time. But home equity lines of credit, 90% of the time, unless you deal with a credit union, are variable rates. So they will fluctuate with the status of the economy, depending on how the prime rate's doing. Like right now, they're four and a quarter. So I think we probably have a three and a four option as well. Right. But I think what I would like to do, if it's okay, Mike, is let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we return, we can discuss options, probably three, four, maybe five, we, we'll get in there. But just kind of give our listeners a little bit more uh, of an idea of the different options that might be available to them if we decide we want to delay Social Security benefits. Now, I will throw this out there again for all of the listeners that are tuning in today. And you're like, you know, this makes some sense, but I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it. Well, don't do this alone. Get answers from the experts like Mike and myself. We'll come up with some ideas absolutely free of charge for you. We'll create a Social Security report for you that will show you a couple different scenarios. Um, and then you're free to do what you want with it. But again, that's a gift for listening in to our show today. So go ahead and give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Hit option one, 
or shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. And we will be right back after this short break. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Are you aware that Social Security is going to run out in 2036? That's right. See you later. Bye-bye. No longer, unless the U.S. government does something different. Let my team of retirement planning professionals and myself show you ways that you can take control by using the equity in your home to offset this possible risk in retirement. Just simply call me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Welcome back, listeners, from that short break to the Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander, joined here today with my co-host, Mike Points. Uh, Today, we're discussing a little bit about delaying Social Security and how that could benefit you and your spouse, if you have one, uh, during your retirement. Mike and I have found that today that uh, we could create over $800,000 of a difference in your Social Security lifetime benefit amount or roughly about $70,000 a year that you may not have been able to attain before just by creating a plan and figuring out a way to supplement that income while we delay Social Security. So just to recap, the two options that we've gone over so far, Mike brought up the idea of maybe taking a loan out, a 30-year conventional, maybe 15-year on your home to utilize some of the equity to live off of that while we're waiting three to four, maybe five years to start taking Social Security. Another idea Mike was mentioning was using, utilizing a line of credit, really just have the ability to take the money when you want it or need it, rather than being forced to have that fixed monthly payment. And then I wanted to bring up an idea for option three. Option three would be looking at our current retirement picture and saying, okay, we have an IRA, we've got a 401k, can we use some of that money? And if so, can we do it in such a way that it may or may not deplete that account, but could we also create it into almost a secondary pension? And we've talked about this in a few of the other shows, and it's utilizing an annuity with an income rider on it. Now, we've talked about different types of annuities on this show. Really, at this point, we'd be looking at a fixed indexed annuity, or if you're a little bit more risky, maybe looking at what's called a variable annuity, which is going to play a little bit more in the market. But what's going to be helpful about this is we could use that same amount that Mike Mike was talking about earlier and borrowing the equity from your home. Basically, the equity is yours, the IRA is yours at the end of the day. So it just depends on which pocket you want to take these funds from. Now, on option A, on Mike's thing, you're still repaying the loan back into your own property. It's creating a payment. With this, you're just taking a payment monthly out of your own account. But the annuity will allow you to take this payment for as long as you live, whether or not the account goes to zero or not. 
right? So once you've used up the money that you've borrowed from the home, essentially, we don't have that anymore. If we use the money from the IRA and it's structured inside of the annuity, the payments will continue for your whole entire life. So the question then becomes, what makes more sense? And again, I don't know that we can say that on the air because everyone's situation is going to be different. And when we create a plan for you, Mike and I can discuss with you what might be the best route. Yeah. And even a fractional, uh, even a fraction of each of these could make a ton of sense. You know, that's a great idea. I'm going to sell my house in two or three years. I don't want to take out too much equity against the home because when we sell, we want to have enough down so that we buy the next house all cash. Terrific. Let's use a portion of that because it's very easy. With today's financing, I mean, every year is different, right? Every sure. year is different, Matt. The, the markets are alive. But right now, some of the some of the senior citizens I'm showing how to do this are getting a 3.125% on accessing $150,000. Like in 35 days, I'm writing my check for $150,000. Wow. For three and an eighth. Now- does that mean that you can't sell your house in one year, two years, three years? It totally means you can sell your house. But if you want to make that balance lower or you're the type that says, ah, I just don't like loans on my primary real estate, well, we'll just do a fraction of this plan and then Matt's plan can add in and supplement the rest of the income. Or you can work part time or maybe you can finally go be a florist two days a week. You know? <laughs> sure. Well, what about the person that has the equity in their home and doesn't want to have to have a monthly payment if they borrow this money to delay social security? That's, that's exactly why reverse mortgages. Well, one of the reasons why reverse mortgages was created, it's to give you access to the equity that you own with giving you the assurance and the comfort of aging in place in your own residence. So like I talked about in the beginning of this segment, many people in their 50s and 60s, they, they fall in that 30% to 50% loan to value range. We would show you a proposal with reverse mortgage that allows you to see how much equity we would use each year based on you not making the payment anymore. So you could go about this a, a series of different ways. You could just turn off your mortgage payment that was $1,800 a month you know, you're trying to replace 3000 in our example, right, Matt? 66-year-old mm-hmm. needs 3000 a month for four years, and then they capitalize on the, the highest amount of Social Security. Well, if I turn the mortgage off, there goes 1800 bucks right there, right? Because you were used to making that payment. Now you're just saving that money and using it for lifestyle benefits. So now you only need to come up with another 1200 I can give you a check for $1,200 a month, and that's what I would show you in our proposal. I would show you, hey, look. Here's the interest that the bank's going to charge you each month for not making a payment on the existing mortgage you have. Here's what the $1,200 a month is going to do to your final equity come year 70. And people might say, well, if I start the reverse mortgage train down the track, I mean, how do I turn it off? I feel like that thing just goes forever. No, no, you can refinance into another mortgage at that time. What I have a lot of my seniors do is once they get that nice, higher paying social security check, they just start paying a certain portion back to their mortgage to reduce the interest that's accruing every year. So at any point in time, you can write the mortgage company a check. What I think you're starting to see listeners is just like many of our episodes is that, you know, the more you approach this, the smarter you get with these these choices in retirement, the more you can see that it's actually very doable. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, it might just mean taking a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars out of your retirement at the beginning of retirement, but in the long run, having the ability to have you know over an eight hundred thousand dollar gain over your the rest of your lifetime. Uh, so, like what you're saying, Mike. I mean, just depending on the option that we take going about this, uh, and no one option, I guess, is correct. Yeah, I mean, you could. I'm 39 today. I live here in California. I don't know where I'm going to retire. It's possible it won't be the state of California, but you know, you and I have sat down and thought about this already by you putting me into a, a universal life policy that allows me to front load it now. You know, my cost of life insurance right now is very low. Yep. But I'm putting quite a bit of money into this policy because when I hit 59, 60 years old, I will start having the ability to take out 28, almost $2,900 a month against that policy's equity, that cash value that I've created. Yeah. And so or there's something tax free pension, I guess, at that point. Yeah. I mean, we're talking to the listeners that are in their 40s too. I mean, yep. this doesn't have to be like Social Security's right down the road. But what I like about this is if Social Security runs out in 14 years, I've got that going for me. You know, I'm going to continue to pay into that. Again, going back to proper planning that we always talk about, Mike, is is having a plan regardless of what age you are. It's never too early to start having that conversation about your retirement and having an idea uh, of what could and will probably come down the road, right? And essentially, too, it's never too late to refresh your plan. True. You know? Uh, a lot of people got pretty worried the first quarter of this year and currently when they're looking at the market. But look how fast the Dow Jones kind of snapped back. If if it didn't snap back, I think you'd see a lot more people worried about their current plan. I mean, that those are those are those are adjustments to principle that happened this year that just weren't accounted for. Fortunately, like we talked about at the beginning of the year, 2019 was a phenomenal year for growth phenomenal. Well, I think with that being said, what I urge our listeners to do is, Mike, remember the show we did at the beginning of the year, uh, Capturing the Gains of 2019? Yes. You you listeners out there that didn't take the advice and capture some of those gains, you're getting a refresh button right now. Uh, You saw what could happen since you didn't. Uh, if you're you know, listening in and you had that loss and now you're starting to watch that account get right back up to where it was, probably not quite there yet, but pretty darn close. And you now have that ability. Go back and listen to that show. Educate yourself on some ways that you can protect these gains now because with everything that's happened this year, uh, I do not have a crystal ball what's going to happen for the rest of it. And right. it could change tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Feels like we're in that feels like we're in that Jumanji game. No kidding. Let's let's put the board game away and let's let's stop playing. I'm I'm over it. (laughs) But, you know, just having that plan and understanding of what can happen during your retirement, how I mean, listen, listeners, if you're out there and this event would have been more of an L shaped recovery and you were just approaching retirement and you had to start retirement with 30 to 40 percent less assets, were you getting a little nervous? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I would have been. So these are all the things that you need to be thinking about. And if you're on that that uh, 
pendulum, if you will, that's kind of teetering between the two, you know, where are we in retirement? Give us a call, get some advice from Mike and I, we, we love talking to our listeners. Um, if you've got suggestions for the show, uh, questions, whatever it may be, give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Um, you know, for today's show, listeners, we're giving, or I'm giving uh, a complimentary social security report that Mike will then uh, if you are interested, coach you on how to borrow equity from your home, if need be, to supplement that. And if you need to, send us an email instead of calling. Info at smartretirementcast.com. Again, that's info at smartretirementcast.com. So, Mike, uh, in wrapping up today, anything else you would like to add? No, just everyone stay safe, stay sane, and be well. All right, listeners, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. Thanks for tuning in today. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. It's a politician's war You won't find no resolution In the bottom of a bottle In the stars of Aristotle The only answer to the problem Is people Loving people That's the enemy To everything that's evil Ain't no quick fix At the end of a needle It's just people Cheap and